Oh, yes, we're going to be... We're going to be enticed to make a trip, despite this nasty weather we're having. Um, we're going to be talking to Leanna Salama, right? It's, it's Salama. Salama. I, I knew I'd get Salama. it wrong. Uh, okay. uh, and she's going to tell us all about the uh, uh, 2024 Winter Fancy Food Show in, in um, Las Vegas. Um, it's That's not right. snowing there, is it? Uh, it's snowing here in Chicago. I don't think it's snowing in Vegas, though. I'm not out on site just yet. Right. Um, yeah, the weather's hideous, I know. Um, yeah. Now, um, just for, for people who don't know, uh, is there some short way of explaining uh, what's the sponsor is the Specialty Food Association? Yeah, you bet. The Specialty Food Association is a nonprofit, uh, member-driven organization founded in 1952, and we represent primarily the makers and manufacturers of specialty food products. We have about 3,800 makers and manufacturers as member companies right now. Wow, absolutely amazing. And what yeah. a job this organization does. I mean, I how we've been going to these shows for I don't know how many years now. It, when did this start? So this will actually be our 48th Winter Fancy Food Show. We have two a year, one in the winter and one in the summer. So we've been doing it for over 50 years. This is our 48th winter event. Okay, now, the, I mean, so, and, so and this is like – go ahead, Robin. And, and the, the summer one is in New York City, and the winter one – It sure is. It, it moved. Right. It did. Yeah. Um, so this will be our third year in Las Vegas. Prior to that, it was in San Francisco. I think it took a year or two where it might have popped into San Diego uh, for a one-off, but we were mostly in San Francisco until these last three years. Yeah, it used to be three times a year, too, and they eliminated the, the Midwest. Yes, Didn't that they? is correct. Yes, right. Um, I mean, this is, I don't even know how where to start explaining what this thing is like. I mean, it's it goes on for three days, and, and you, you just keep eating and walking. I mean, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> there is definitely no need for um, breakfast, lunch, or maybe even dinner. Uh, there's a lot to fill up on on the show floor. We've got about 1,200 exhibitors who will be showing different types of specialty foods throughout the show floor over the three days, everything from uh, cheeses and meats to different snack products, plant-based foods, um, beverages, both alcoholic and non, just about anything you can think of, um, just with a specialty bend to it, which we kind of think of as being those products that are kind of elevated in quality. Maybe they use a higher quality ingredient. Maybe they're more global in nature, or they have kind of their own story um, of origin to tell. Now, if people want to get involved, they have have to apply, and, and, and and you get to... You get to monitor what it, what it is they have to offer and whether it seems worthwhile? Yes, exactly. So uh, makers and manufacturers of specialty foods do apply for membership. Um, we have a vetting okay. process that we go through. And then um, if accepted, they are welcome to exhibit at our shows as well as enter our SOFI Awards, which is our annual um, Excellence in Specialty Food Product Award program. Yeah, I, I, I'm dying to see what they are every year. I mean, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, there's something like 45 uh, categories at this point, so there's a lot to see for sure. Um, Yeah, now you do have these special categories. 
Um, but, you know, one of the things that has always fascinated me about this, the fancy food shows and the SFA, is that you, you devote a lot or point a lot of attention uh, to new and startup um, mm-hmm. companies. Um, it, it, sure what do. are some of the opportunities for them? I mean, you, you actually at one point had a price reduction for people to enter to make it more accessible to smaller uh, companies, right? We do. We have an entire area of the show floor that we call New Now Next, and that is a combination of two areas, uh, one that used to be known as Incubator Village, which is where we actually partner with a number of different incubator kitchens around the country, and they will bring cohorts of the folks who are working on their products, you know, kind of polishing them up, getting them ready for market, and they will bring them to the show as part of a cohort at a lower cost of entry. This year we have three participating in the Winter Food Show. It's Oregon State, Louisiana State, and Rutgers Food Innovation. And okay. then as well, right yeah, right next to the um, incubator village there is a whole area of startup, which is a smaller tabletop exhibit for those folks who are really just breaking into the market for the first time. So we've dedicated an entire section of the show floor to um, being able to showcase uh, vendors, makers, manufacturers who are really polishing their products, getting them ready for prime time. It's really exciting. You see a lot of creativity in there. Now, this is also a world, this is a world, this is a worldwide thing. This is not just limited to producers in the United States. There are people who come in dozens and hundreds from across the world. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. In, in, so in, order, we, to, in order to have an entry to the U.S. market, I guess it's for them. Yeah, absolutely. So of the 1,200 exhibitors we're expecting, we have about a 40-60 split of international versus domestic. So there's a lot of international presence on the show floor. In fact, we have partnered on every show. We uh, work with a partner country who comes in, and they're kind of the overall, I would say, kind of sponsor of the show. And for this winter show, we're really excited. It's our first Asian partner country, and it is Japan. So they're going to be coming in. Yeah. So they're going to be doing a number of different things. They'll be showcasing different um, makers and manufacturers from Japan. But then they're also going to be doing a number of cooking demos for us, uh, as well as some educational sessions on some of the hot trends and topics that are coming out of that, uh, that part of the world. So we're very excited to have them on board. We also have pavilions from Italy, France, Morocco, Canada, China, all kinds of folks coming in from all over the world. So it's really a holistic look at kind of, it's almost a global food pantry. You're seeing things from all corners of the world at our show. Yeah, I made a note on my my papers, my paperwork for for this particular interview. Um, I've never known of the category a profession or a career um, called a snackologist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So we have a woman joining us. Her name is Jeanette Donorama, and she actually um, is a snackologist and former culinary producer for the Rachel Ray Show. She's going to be leading some sessions in um, in building snacks and creating really fun and interesting ways to serve snacks as you're entertaining. There's going to be a, um, a Super Bowl stadium. 
built out of snacks that your guests can <laughs> graze. There is, yeah. Um, and we're also going to be, if you've heard of the charcuterie chalet showdown, it's a TikTok trend that's out there where people build what are, they kind of look like gingerbread houses, but they're made out of charcuterie ingredients. So meats, cheeses, nuts, Yeah, I, I'm not sure I um, understand that. I mean, I've, I've read about that. I'm not sure I understand it. Yeah, if you pop onto Google, you can see some of the pictures. And what people will do is they'll use, they'll take the ingredients and they'll use toothpicks to fix them in place so that you can kind of pull them <laughs> off using the toothpick to snack on them. But people create some really elaborate, um, elaborate houses out of it. It's really, really uh, interesting to watch. So we'll be having a live charcuterie chalet showdown during the show this year. Okay. Yeah, am, I, am I remembering correctly that, at least one one year, you had you had an Obama statue made made out of food product of some kind. Do you remember that? Oh goodness! <laughs> yeah, I, I that might have been before my time. That it might have been um, Jelly Belly, and it was a a, a, a portrait. Maybe Oops, did I leave you guys? It was a, a portrait of Obama made out of Jelly Bellies, I think. <laughs> Jelly beans. I mean, there's there's so much surprise involved, and and all this uh, camaraderie. Um, some of the same people you run into uh, every year, and then sometimes you make new friends and new acquaintances, and um, it, it's just absolutely a miraculous thing how it all comes together. I mean, what was my question? I mean, my question is. What are you particularly excited about in terms of, um, of producers? Hi, this year? I'm back. I don't know what happened. <laughs> what yeah, happened? You, I, I think you did I'm not sure. I think the call I'm not sure why. Hopefully, yeah. we, hopefully, we have you continued on. Yes. I, so, did, well, I, didn't, I didn't stop the recording on this end, so I think oh, you'll be okay. fine. Okay. Okay. Um, no, yeah, I'm, the Obama piece might have been before my time. I've been with SSA for a little under a year. So, but gosh, oh, oh yeah, then, no, yeah, we've, we've been going for years, absolutely for yeah. years. I mean, when I can't remember when this started, but um, the first time was just so spectacular I couldn't even believe it. And and yeah. and I began watching trends, and I've seen them develop over the years. So I have a long view of this health and wellness trend, for example, yeah. and, and yeah, the vegetarian absolutely. stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, you can trace it. it it's a very good um, a, a telescope into the, the future of, of specialty mm-hmm. food, isn't yeah, it? Thing, 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 things like Greek yogurt mm-hmm. appears, if you like, seem to be... Uh, <laughs> I recall Fahey, or however you pronounce it, appearing in, the, appearing in the show for the first time just like yeah. three, three to five years ago. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of, I think specialty foods as a, as a category or an industry is really uniquely positioned to bring some of those things to market because they tend to um, originate from what people eat at home or what they grew up eating or something that's in their background. And they bring it in and they're able to kind of, you know, introduce it to the market in small, authentic batches. And then as it takes off, you see more and more people start to pick up on the concept, like a Greek yogurt now, where everybody makes it. You see it everywhere you go. But it would make sense that it would start as a specialty food from maybe somebody who, you know, who remembered it from growing up. 
and there are a whole lot of prizes called Sophie's. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Sophie, Sophie sounds like she ought to be a singer or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it, it, it's it's a um, what do you call that? Where the letters? It stands for. Tell us what it stands for. I believe it is specialty, outstanding food innovation. S O F I. That's it. I mean, I never could remember what it all is. Yeah. <laughs> but but that keeps that list of of things keeps growing every year as well. It does. We're up to more than forty five categories for the Sophie Awards. So just about any you know, from sauces and different condiments to proteins to different cheeses. Um, there's a category for just about any food you can think of. Um, and they're very, very well, um, you know, you know they're, they're popular. Folks love to enter them. They love to get the trophy. They love to talk about the Sophie Awards. Um, it's been a really, a real cornerstone of SFA for quite a while now. Yeah, no, I remember one year we were there and uh, there was a, there was a, there were potato chips or potato crisps, as, mm-hmm. the, as my Brits call them. They, and they were they were so good. We said to each other, "They're going they're going to win best in show," which yeah. which they did. But the, which is amazing. The, from the, intrigue, yeah. the intriguing thing was next year they were back, and the product was vodka. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> potatoes, <laughs> potatoes. Because yeah. they're, because their their potato chips were actually were actually made out of pieces of potato that. Didn't didn't fit into the normal mode of what what you would package it as. Well, that's really interesting because one of the things we see a lot of right now is this notion of upcycled ingredients, which is kind of what that is, right? It's using right. ingredients that are essentially byproducts of they other are. food products. Yeah, and yeah. using them to create new products. So we're seeing a lot of that all over the floor lately, um, which is really exciting. You know, there's a whole sustainability, environmental consciousness to this industry that is really, um, really near and dear to its heart, which is just wonderful to see. You know, there's um, you do you have a pitch contest too. Tell us about that. We sure do. It is called the Fancy Face Off. Um, <laughs> And what will happen is on Monday, um, right at the close of the show, four finalists, who we're in the process of choosing now, will pitch their products to a group of, I think it's four or five judges, I'd have to check, Um, but they will identify. So they get up, they talk about their product, they talk about the background of it, they talk about the ingredients, the packaging, and then the panel of judges will ask a few questions, and it's a competition, and the winner walks away with a nice check that they can use to further their business. Almost like a shark tank, live and in person. Oh, it, uh, there's some, but there are also the, the specialty seminars that I think is very important about like upscaling and that kind of thing. That I mean, for, for people um, new to the special, even some people who are not that new to the specialty mm-hmm. food market, need to know what others have gathered by way of experience. And you do a lot of that. We do. Um, we have a number of different educational opportunities on the floor. Everything from, you know, I mentioned there's some cooking demos, but there's also, you know, panel sessions on things like consumer trends, which for retailers and for manufacturers, it's important for them to understand what types of things consumers are drawn to so that they can create products, 
position products and you know, ultimately stock their shelves with products that are really going to be in line with what consumers want. And then we have other um, information about, you know, to your point, different ways of sourcing ingredients and looking at some of the sustainable opportunities that are out there. So there's a ton of educational opportunity for both the retailers who come to buy products for their stores and for the makers and manufacturers who are there to show their products off. Right. Um, there seems to be a lot of collaboration going on now. Have you noticed that? I have. You know, we've actually um, been fortunate to be the source of some of that. We've had uh, makers and manufacturers who have found one another at our show. We had a company that made uh, pupusas, and then one, uh, the table next to them made a vegan cheese, and they oh. found one another, and they actually <laughs> embarked on a product collaboration together. It was fantastic. So there's a lot of those types of opportunities that crop up at our show. Just, just to give you an idea, listeners, this really is the, the, the place you have to go. We, we were wandering the show, well, not exactly wandering the show, one year, and we, and we ran across a, a wonderful British product called Walker's uh-huh. Shortbread. Uh-huh. A Walker's, yeah. And who, sh- who, who, who should be at this? stand of Walker's ice cream, but Mr. Walker. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so funny. So you knew him back when. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's well, English. We, 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 we knew his product back then. Yeah. yeah. You see a lot of that. You know, there are a lot of uh, brands that have come up through the Specialty Food Association and the Fancy Food Shows. Um, you know, we often hear about Pop Chips, about Ben & Jerry's. Walker's comes up in conversation a lot. So, you know, it's really rewarding. Again, as a nonprofit organization, you know, it's really rewarding for us to see some of these brands and these makers start out small and then really grow into something that's well-known and really, really special. You know, we've we've been in on the ground floor of, of the number. Like I'm thinking of some cheese makers, um, mm-hmm. and 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 and, so, and and we follow them, and we do these mm-hmm. um, the interviews, uh, and we air them around the time of the fancy food shows, and we can trace how they grow and expand. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's that um, like hint? You know, the water. Yeah. We were on the ground floor of that, and and now yeah. they're, they're they're mega companies. Yeah, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, it's but, really exciting to see. And well, I mean, you know, you have to have a lot of stamina. That's the one thing that's uh, mm-hmm. problematic is you you really have to <laughs> you have to be <laughs> able to handle it. You you go from yeah. uh, tray cochon uh, to um, uh, what's her name uh, Ariana um, uh, her mm-hmm. products. And then you go to Jelly Belly and you get jelly yeah. beans. And yeah. then you <laughs> so, it is. But, it's, uh, it's, it's a whirlwind of different, uh, different flavors and experiences around every corner. You know, yeah, you go from, uh, from one thing to something very different in an instant. Yeah, no, no, I remember the one product. I can't remember the name of the product, but I remember that they had a, a, in their exhibit, they shot something out of a, an automatic like cannon thing. I can't remember the product now, but it went haywire. That was, <laughs> that was pretty funny. And, and that's wonderful. Yeah. And and what were some of the oh and then there was the year they had that the funny product where you you consume it and then 
everything afterwards stay sweet for for hours. <laughs> yes, yes. I think those uh, the miracle berries, right? Yeah, that's it. Miracle berries. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, mean, I remember seeing a demo where you could you try, you ate one of those and then yeah. you could drink like um like you could suck on a lemon at like exactly and it tasted like it tasted like candy. It was crazy. Yeah, well, the, the, I mean, the, the problem with that was that people were there to taste these different food products, and once they got right. a taste of that, everything tasted sweet. <laughs> right, you still messed up the rest of their day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, now, the, the, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is at, not that many people focus in on it, but, I mean, it's kind of overwhelming seeing these volumes of, of food everywhere, you know, uh, and and but then people report on it, but it doesn't get as much attention. What's left over there does not go to waste. Do you donate it? Explain that program. Yes. Hello. Did we lose Le- Leanna? I think we lost Leanna. Oh, there she is. We're back again. Leanna, I was just asking you to, yeah, I was just asking you to explain uh, what you do at the end of the show where you donate all that food that's that's kind of overwhelming in volume uh, to various charities. Yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, yeah. So we actually, um, let me pull up here. So, you know, I mean, it's, as a nonprofit organization, you know, a lot of what we do is about giving back. So at the close of the show, um, all of our exhibitors package up their food, and we donate it to Three Square, which is Southern Nevada's only food bank and the area's largest hunger relief organization. So thousands and thousands of pounds of food get donated at the end of every Winter Fancy Food Show, and it's just such a nice way for the organization and for all of our exhibitors to be able to give back. Right. Um, is there some way you can, I mean, it, it's going to be touch and go whether people are going to make it to this current winter fancy vision. What are the dates of that? And also, could you project ahead to the summer fancy food show in New York and give our listeners tips on that? Absolutely. So the Winter Fancy Food Show is coming up quick here. It's actually next week, uh, January 21st through the 23rd at the Las Vegas Convention Center. And then the Summer Fancy Food Show will take place in New York City at the Javits Center on June 23rd through 25th. So that's going to be another great show. You know, New York is always such a great place for people to explore, you know, in and outside of the convention center. Um, Spain will be our partner country for the summer show. So we're very, very excited about that. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, so it should be – we should have two really, really great shows to look forward to this year. Right. Well, I'm I'm all in your corner here for this because I think it's one of the greatest things that goes on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and happy to talk to you about it. Um, and, yes, I'm um, always happy to talk about it. Is there some place they can go on? Listeners can go online to get more information. Absolutely. So our website is specialtyfood, all one word, dot com. So you can go there, find out information about the organization, about the Winter Fancy Food Show, and the Summer Fancy Food Show. Right. And we wish you a speedy recovery. 
to to your your friend who had an accident in yes. the snow. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, my husband. Yes. I need some recovery too. I need him around here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time to talk to us as as well. Absolutely, thank you, Leanna, and and have fun. Have, have for keep sure. having fun. It, it is a fun <laughs> event. Thank yeah, you. Good sure. Thank you. Bye bye. Podcasting services for On the Menu Radio are provided by ASP Station. www.aspstation.net. dot dot net.